0: Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the The Magic Our Our Way Way Podcast. Podcast. Ah, oui, 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 oui. (laughs) Uh, French fry, uh, Uh (laughs) uh, uh, crouton, uh, uh, French onion, soup, uh, mademoiselle, yes. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm getting ready to leave. <laughs> I know. Well, but first, uh, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And this is Magic Oasis number 37. And yes, going back to where you originally started, my whole French, terrible French thing, <laughs> there's probably French people turning around in their graves because I, I attempted that, and which is funny because I'm from Louisiana, right? And so there's a lot of French things that are happening here. Yes. like I, I, I know how to say we oui. and um, French market and French quarter. And, uh, I think New Orleans has
1: bastardized the French culture <laughs> for quite a number of years. So I think they're probably um, used to it from us.
0: Um, um, Thibodeau. <laughs> Is that French? I guess that's French. Sure. Uh, N- 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 Nouvelle Orléans.
2: Ah, oh. they, ah, look at that.
0: They, how you like that? But anyway, next week, Danny, why don't you tell the listeners where you're going next week? Next week, I'm
1: going to London. I'm going to Paris. And then we are going to...
0: Uh, London and France, and then you see your underpants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There uh, will be no child in this uh, trip, so hopefully so.
1: Ah, son's child. Yes, yes, son's child. Speaking of... Yeah,
0: that just took me back to my childhood. Uh, I what? see London, I see France. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had to throw it in there. Sorry about that. You know, hopefully it took you guys down memory lane a little bit. But mm. anyway, I digress. Sorry. Yeah, so we're going to be uh, spending a day over at Disneyland Paris. Yes, he's going to Disneyland Paris, man. So... <laughs> i was i was <coughs> oh. i'm so choked up with happiness here <laughs> you, you kind Pardon of sound me. like Pee Wee herman there for a second i know it is your it's voice uh stuff in our throats okay. you know it's all the pollen spring things yeah. happening like pollen and and you know my house is surrounded by uh like like trees so it's like it's exceptional yeah <laughs> it's exceptional
1: but um we're we're going to we're going to spend a day there. I was I was told that I had, you know, one say so in, in what we would do while we are out. We we're going to be out there for 10 days. Awesome. So I was told I had one say so and I figured, well, why say the Louvre? We're already going to go to the Louvre. She's going to want to go to the Louvre. Why say Buckingham Palace or or
0: Big Ben, parliament, yeah.
1: <laughs> Why well, say any of that? Because she's gonna say that. Are y'all so. renting
0: a car while you down over there? No, no, no. Oh, that's good.
1: That's we're good. staying in the heart of Trafalgar Square. So there's no Clark Gris- Griswold
0: experiences no. that's gonna happen. That's smart. That's very no. smart.
1: We we are just gonna we, we're gonna wander. We're gonna wander do a good. lot of wandering, and uh, you know mm-hmm. they're gonna take us. Uh, You're gonna take by the bus.
0: what's that? The tube? I think they call it tube. Take the tube all around.
1: Uh, and, and like. The Channel, I believe. Yeah, is how we're and you're,
0: get you're going to France, or you're taking the Channel, dude. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be
1: that's gonna be awesome. And for Disney, we're gonna go someplace, and they're gonna take us in a bus, and they're gonna ship us on over to there, and then take us on back to the hotel. So, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I, I really am psyched yeah. to see Chateau de Belle.
0: Yeah, I'm a little jealous that you're gonna check out that out, man. You get to see the dragon, uh, uh, and yes. all and the dragon exhibit, yes. The maze. You get to do the freaking maze. Alice in Wonderland's maze, dude. That's my wife's
1: favorite character is Alice. And yeah, you all got to do the maze. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's no doubt. You have to experience that.
1: Disney World has a very poor Alice representation. I mean, you have the teacups. Right. But mm, that's really about it. I mean, you got Disneyland. Disneyland, you got
0: the ride. You got the yeah. dark
1: ride and you got teacups. This, you have a whole maze. Yeah. And I, I have to look it up. But I believe you get teacups as well.
0: Oh, yeah. That's cool, though. That's 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 uber exciting. I am excited. Very, very exciting and stuff. So uh, chances are what we're going to do is like, um, so we might oh, not record next Phantom week. Phantom oh. Manor. Oh, Phantom Manor. Yeah, that's you got to check. One. Oh, you're going to ride this the, this uh, Space Mountain they got over there Oh, in God, Discovery was... Island? All that. Yeah, you got to check that out. So a- actually, you know, I'm just as excited with you. So chances are what we're going to do, we're not going to record next week. Um, because he's out of town if we if we do record it probably be just me just rambling about something short i don't know i might have something to say but next week i plan to work on our skype technology not that you guys care but it's going to help you get a better show you know because we're always looking for to do better better shows to plus things just like walt would have done so we're going to work on the uh, i'm going to work on the skype thing while danny goes and plays in paris <laughs> and london and it's a research um, trip i won't be playing it's a research trip it's, yeah it's all about strictly the podcast. work it's for you guys um but, yeah, so I'm going to work on the text. We can get some other guys on the show and everything else from around the country, get some of you people, um, uh, our listeners. You know, I'm sure everybody's got opinions on Disney, this, that, and the other, and just really want to voice it. I want to be the podcast that, that, that guarantees uh, everybody in the Disney fan universe a voice. So if you got something to say, maybe you don't want to say it out loud, like if you, maybe you don't want to Skype it with us on the show. Maybe you want to write an email. You can email us, magicourway at gmail.com, and we'll read it on the air for you and respond in kind. Or you can shoot us a Twitter Facebook and all that kind of jazz. Well, I'll get into all that later, but I, I just want to make make sure you guys know that. Yeah, we'll always give you guys a voice. We'll not, we'll not, we won't we won't we shun any of you guys, regardless of how big we get. We're, I always will try to. Respond to every tweet, follow that we get, and everything else, message, as soon as I can. But you know, I have a feeling that you're kind of making a little subtle
1: jab at a certain well-known Disney podcaster. Yeah, we're not going to get into that.
0: In a <laughs> yeah, we, we can get into that later, much later, when we confirm the, the second email has not gone through or whatever else. Or. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that, that's okay, because we're, we're doing our own thing. But, you know, um, can, yeah. we ju- can they just send out a message to one particular person right now who should be listening?
1: Who's that? We won our book. If oh we, yeah! <laughs> if we don't get our book, there will be hell to pay. He's not listening to the show. Okay. He might be. He has to check and make sure we're real. Okay. Well, yeah, man. We want our book, man. We'll check it out. And, and if we don't, we'll, we'll be. We'll do a good review. And if not, well.
0: We don't get a book? We'll do an honest review. Yeah, nah. you know, I'm sure it's a great book. I mean, you know, But I'm mean, not going to get into it because I might spill the beans. Okay. Um, but we'll leave it as a surprise for the listeners or whatever else. But anyway, so yeah, you're going to Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. And I just confirmed that I am definitely going to Disneyland California in June. First two weeks of June awesome. we'll be out there. Yeah. So I'm visiting family. You know, they get to see our kids because our California family hasn't met any of the kids. And so we're going to be headed out there sometime in June. Spend, like, three or four days in Disneyland. Maybe probably, like, three or something yeah. or something like that. Because they're still going to be in school. That's the cool thing.
1: Yeah, the only problem is that you're going right there in the heart of summer.
0: Yeah, well, that's okay. But, the, I mean, the weather's usually much better there than it is in Florida, yeah? Isn't oh, it?
1: yeah, no, the weather's fine. It's just the crowds.
0: Well, my cousin, like, first two weeks in June, they're still in school. Like, the like the state's still in school. They go to school later than West for some reason, I guess. I don't know why. Mm,
1: we went there in, like, I want to say early June, Did late you know? May. And it was pretty... It's it probably us,
0: around Memorial Day, though, huh? Don't remember. I wonder if I catch it anymore because we're going like exactly the first two weeks of June. I'm sure we could go out look west. at
1: old episodes yeah. and figure it out. But, I mean, it, it was still very, very packed. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't like capacity. Like a lot of times you'll see summer. There's like yeah. Disneyland had to, yeah. had to shut turn away people because they, they reached yeah. capacity. But uh, it, it wasn't like that. But it was still pretty packed.
0: Yeah, so anyway, I'm, I'm psyched for that trip. Yeah, packed or not, it's going to be great to be on property, on mm-hmm. that piece of property. And my kids are going to love it. We're going to try to get a, uh, use our DVC points for the Grand California, if Ooh, we can nice. do it, if it's available. I mean, that's the only DVC resort out there, so it would be kind of tough um, to get last minute, especially if it's not my home resort, but we'll see. I'll give it a shot, and if not, my cousin said she has a friend that works for Disneyland that might be able to hook us up with some cast member discounts at one of the hotels. You know, I wouldn't mind staying at the Disneyland Hotel. No, because like I said last time, I say the Disneyland hotels before that refurb that you actually got to experience when yes. you went. So, and from what I remember that show, I forget what show number it is, but maybe somebody we should start a wiki <laughs> <laughs> so I can reference. This is a show we talk about Disneyland, his trip out to Disneyland. But anyway, that
1: hotel is one of my favorites, if not my favorite hotel, yeah, the Disneyland I, hotel.
0: I remember the pictures that you sent with the sconces and everything mm-hmm. that was in the room. Just looks incredible. I mean, it looked great before, but it looked even better now. Yeah, like when you sent me the pictures then. So. Yeah, man, two Disneyland trips—not the world, but we're definitely going to other Disneyland properties, and we're looking forward to doing that. Um, I know next Mardi Gras, I'm going to head down to the world, and you know we might head down again uh, for our own little podcast thing. You know, if if, if time allows us, money allows us, uh, wives allow us, <laughs> you know, there's that only thing. Um, speaking of DVC stuff, uh, one of our listeners, Lee, you know, he has a travel agency as well. He's actually down at Alani, Disney's Olani Resort in Hawaii at this moment in time um and so he's been uh, uh not tweeting he doesn't do the twitter thing but on facebook he's been posting pictures of his experiences there and hopefully we'll get a little report from him a late, little later uh on subsequent shows about what he thought about alani and everything else so lee if you're listening we look forward to that and mm-hmm. you know uh and yeah yeah that should be really interesting because that's definitely one place i want to visit mm-hmm. <laughs> i want to check out uh disney's alani but uh anyway um i think we've rambled on enough we did a <laughs> 10 minute intro just about it's about nine minutes in uh let's go and head on to the queue
2: wow
0: we must be getting better that you can time that in your head what 10 minutes yeah yeah i guess i guess i i have a a propensity to to ramble for 10 minutes (laughs) on the introduction i'm just saying we're getting to be pros at this if you can be like i I spoke for a good 10 yeah we could (laughs) almost do a live show now you know that'd be cool that'd be kind of neat to have a Live show, a live show one day where we, you know, we have our, our listeners and friends and stuff and everything else on the show, and not on the show but in the audience, you know, and we get some immediate feedback from those people. You know, we're always looking for feedback, we like to talk Disney with other Disney folks, you know, big time. So, absolutely, it'd be uh, better than us having to keep coming up with topics. Yeah, I know, I know, I mean, it's, it'd be nice to, to see what everybody else thinks. I mean, you know, I, I started this, sh- we started this show because we always have things to say about Disney, and, and I know for me. It's like a little fix between trips. You know, mm-hmm. I started getting the, uh, the, the itch. <laughs> like maybe a couple of weeks back, I guess last week when we didn't record and I was playing a show and I was like, oh, God, I want to be in Disney World so bad. <laughs> Let me just take there. And so that's when I decided to really solidify our trip to Disneyland. And then I started getting excited about your Disney World, Disneyland Paris trip and everything else. It's always
1: good when you have something set that you can look forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I'm digressing again, so let me jump to the topic. All okay. Right, so one of the news things, you sent me this a couple of weeks back, and this was the thing about the whole My Magic Plus, okay? Now, you sent me an article on Microsoft Money, MSN Money. It's an article on a web page, it's entitled Disney Bets Big on Visitor Tracking Technology, mm-hmm. right, which is something that they deny. They weren't going to use that for anything, but of course, we know it'd be too easy not to use it for that purpose, you know? Right. And we we actually went through the. If I forget again. I forget which show it is. So if somebody wants to start a wiki on our shows and we're. We're not that far along where this is number 37. So <laughs> if you start now, it won't be so daunting when we get to like 100 or 200. <laughs> you know, and
1: we got to start the wiki. Get in while the getting's good.
0: That's right. So we, yeah, we talked about it. It's like, you know, it, it'd be silly for them not to. I remember Tuss mentioning that on a show because, you know, they'd be able to staff. Like, you, I know you mentioned about staffing the appropriate amount of people for a particular thing or day or attraction. If they know from history that says this attraction should be busy on this day, they can uh, staff for it. And hopefully it creates for a better show. On Disney's end, you know, we, we could only imagine. But anyway, all right, so I'm just going to read a little bit from this article here. Uh, let's see. It says, uh, the answer was on the electronic bands that the couple wore on their wrists. That's the magic of My Magic Plus. Walt Disney's uh, one billion experiment in crowd control, data collection, and wearable technology that could change the way people play and spend at the most magical place on earth. If the system works, it could be copied not only by other theme parks, but also by museums, zoos, airports, and malls. It's a complete game changer, you know. Um, so then he uh, goes into saying that uh, one hitch for Disney is, could be if devotees such as the McCarneys find magic, My Magic Plus 2 confining. Confusing or a bit creepy, you know. And I can understand the creepiness. You know, they, they're able to know exactly where you are or what you've done. Or what your uh, what your tendencies are when you're in the park. Um, some have lit into it with such vigor on Facebook and blogs such as micechat.com. That Kevin Yee, a former Disney World employee who operates a travel website ultimateorlando.com, called their grievances a rolling boulder, and it's going to be difficult to stop completely. You know. Um, let's see. You read the article, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the article goes on uh, on and on. And I'll I'll go ahead and post this on our facebook that way you guys have a, a chance to read on on your own but it is it is pretty interesting um yeah uh, game changer yeah probably so maybe i don't mean i don't know confining maybe yeah i don't know uh, what do you do you have any thoughts about this or does it affect you any does it change anything uh, as far as like you know the whole my magic plus thing
1: you know actually i read an article on on MySage about uh my magic which really kind of Oh really? Soured me on it. It it was done by uh, Tim Grassy. Okay. And he was basically explaining, and I'm going to try and paraphrase this because I didn't know you were going to bring this up. But oh, it's okay. Yeah. I I was frantically trying to get to it (laughs) as you were talking. But basically, what he was saying is that it's a really it's a negative review that he has of My Magic Plus. But what he's talking about is that what Disney has is started here with this My Magic Plus is going to be like an it's almost like an endless it's a bottomless pit. Yeah, to throw money down, because instead of investing the money into uh, new attractions and and, and whatnot that the the, uh, public would like to see, Mm -hmm. they've invested the money in a technology that is designed to keep you in the park. Right. In other words, so that way, like you make the reservations, your reservations are spaced out, so you're like, well, right. I can't leave because I have a five o'clock appointment at such and such. Yeah. Uh, much in the same manner that um the Magical Express was meant to keep you from renting a car. Right. That's what he's kind of attributing attributing this to, and what he comes up with this, and I've heard these kind of, you know, arguments made before, but what he said was something that I didn't consider, and I'd love to, to read up on a little bit more and understanding it a little bit better. But he, what he's talking about is the cost to continue to maintain and operate this this RFID system, right? And to keep updating the technology, it's just going to be a major hole that you're just throwing money down, and and that you you will never be able to quite keep up with it. And mm-hmm. when the system breaks down, everything's going to break down, kind of thing. And right. kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, what do you call it? Um, Jurassic Park with uh, the Jeff Goldblum character. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a chaos theory, kind chaos of kind theory, of a yeah. bit. But um, yeah, it. it so it, it had me kind of rethinking the whole – because I never thought about it from the – I thought like you know they, they spend this money, they get the system up and right. working, that's fine. I never thought about the cost of maintaining this system. Right. Um, and so I don't know. I, I kind of thought the My Magic Plus thing was a good venture to go ahead and spend that kind of money on uh, because of, of the possibilities that I think mm-hmm. could arise out of it. but. Right. Uh, yeah, if if it's going to be that much if if it's going to take that much out of their budget to go ahead and continue to keep this going. I don't know. I I I've kind of soured on it just a little bit.
0: You know, as as I was listening to some other podcasts and stuff and they were talking about how um like fast pass pluses and all that, you know, they're thinking maybe they're they're headed towards where maybe if you stay like a a, a higher priced resort or like a moderate or like a value like you the amount of fast passes you get would might be um, attributed to how much money you spend on accommodations, I guess. You know, like mm-hmm. if you stay at the more uh, the expensive ones, you get more fast passes. The value ones, you get a certain number and everything like that. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, we're going headed down this path. I wonder if we're in a circle. And how far are in the circle are we away from headed back to the A through E ticket type admission booklet things? Well that's a good point. You know? Is, are, are, are we not, I mean, are they, do they not know their history or anything else to where we're start doomed to repeat it? <laughs> You know, we're headed back to that kind of not say that it's exactly going to be literally an A through E uh, ticket type uh, system, but a similar type of thing that they progressed from after that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, because I I keep hearing all these things like uh, how far away are we we from doing that again? You know, Um, because you already got the tiered systems, right? Mm -hmm. You already got all that. So it's almost segmented in that same kind of way. We have the e-ticket attractions, which are higher tier and everything else, and you know the ones that you really don't need a fast pass for, and all that kind of business. You know, it's like,
1: and, and that's part of what he, he was talking about. This grassy uh, gentleman in this article he was talking about how now they've had to create fast passes for rides that you really don't need fast passes right. for right. to justify the existence of it. Right. And uh, I'm just going to read you because I, I, I probably really butchered the explanation of what the, what he was trying. You, to found say. It? you found yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm. I'm Working under the gun here, but I think I found the quote that, uh, the, found the, the passage that best sums up what I was trying to say. All right, cool. What he says is, and I have no way to, to know whether or not he knows this to be fact. I mean, right. where, what his sources are. Right. But he was, What he's saying is, My Magic Plus is spending, or, uh, My Magic Plus spending is reportedly nor- north of $1.5 Disney is acting as if My Magic Plus is too big to fail. Expenses will continue to mount as the infrastructure associated with this state of the art system will need to be continually refreshed. This is not a project that can simply be completed because the technology behind it will become obsolete quicker than the amortization. I
0: I'm not even sure what that means. Amortization, yeah. Amortisa- what is that? So, amortizations, like, like, you know, one definition is the paying off of debt in regular installments over time mm-hmm. or the deduction of capital expenses over a specific period of time, usually over the asset's life. More specifically, the method measures uh, the consumption. This method, me- me- this method measures the consumption of the value of an intangible assets, such as a patent or copyright. So, so it's like the cost pretty much outweighs what it's worth right. at point that in time.
1: That's what he's are saying. By the time this system pays for itself, the, 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 the system will be obsolete. That, yeah. that, 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 right. The software will be out of date. I never thought about it from that perspective. But there's a point where you're like, oh, my God,
0: that could be right. In layman's terms, it's kind of like when you total your car, mm-hmm. um, whether it, it, where, you, you go back and forth between whether the insurance company should pay for the fixes uh, if it's ver- versus just totaling the car completely. You yeah. know? So it's like, is it worth it to even fix a car that's not even worth that amount of money? Or just take the money and invest it into a new car.
1: Well, I mean, technology. I mean, is like, like look at your cell phones. They're constantly getting smaller Constant. and smaller and smaller and smaller because technology is. I mean, that's how you fit that little chip in a little band. That's mm. yeah, big. At, who knows? Five years from now, are you going to need all the different components that you need in order to make it work this time? Maybe. Right. It, like you said that the, and that makes sense. Is that in five years when this when the system pays for itself, the technology behind it is is might. End up being uh, obsolete and he said he paraphrases a line from walt in saying that my magic plus will never be complete as long as technology continues to evolve and then he goes on later on to point out something else that um uh it's possible disney considers my magic plus obsolete after five years however it seems unlikely it's more likely that the components of next gen are not generating revenue at the same rate as the amortization Am I seeing it right now? Amortization, yeah. Amortization of the components itself. This means that Disney is potentially faced with the continual replacement of next-gen-related infrastructure that cannot pay for itself. Right. While this occurs, any additional spending on new attractions that was not already approved has been halted until a revenue stream is derived from next-gen. This is where, you know, so this, when this article came out, I mean, I, I, that's the first real pause I had to say. Okay, forget about them spying on me and knowing where I'm at. Once I'm in a park, they already know I'm in the park. I don't care if they know which ride I'm on. Right. This kind of stuff does scare me.
0: Right. 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 No, no, that makes sense. I mean, uh, I mean, it's tough to see. Uh, is there an? Uh, I guess my only question would be like, is there an out if they uh, or where do they go from here? You <laughs> Rip know, it all out and put the t- paper tickets. Back? Yeah, I know. It's like. Uh, then I asked a question Is like you know, would you like to them to have spent the money on this to enhance your experience or would you rather them invest it back into the parks to enhance your experience you know uh, what you mean you
1: invested back in the parks, no doubt yeah
0: i I probably would have picked the the second mm-hmm. you know instead of uh, i mean,
1: and that's what his article stems from he's like he, he the basis of his of his thought pattern is that Disney's attributing their growth to um and I already closed out the window. Yeah. Uh, but the, he's attributing the, the the growth to, in their mind, it, it occurred during that happiest celebration on right. earth that they did way back when. And the implementation of uh, Magical Express and all these different things that they did, uh, the dining plan to keep people on property. Right. Like, that part of it is true, but what they're leaving out is the fact that... They also added in Soaring during that period of time. Right, they also right. added in uh, Expedition Everest. A lot of new things also came online, and it, you, there was more incentive. And then he actually pointed out that this is the longest period that you've gone right. between uh, mega mainstay attractions. Like, b- since Expedition Everest, what else? I mean, until Seven, seven Dwarfs open up, right, right. there really hasn't been anything in between that
0: time. No. I mean, other tr- parks, yeah, but not exactly yeah. in Walt Disney World. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I guess, we'll, I guess we we got to just sit back and relax and see what the heck happens, you know? I mean, we'll, we'll report it, and I'm sure everybody, the bloggers and the Disney fan universe, will be talking about it for years to come, and we'll see where it goes. <coughs> All right, this next news segment comes from Ricky's website, and I sent this to you, and this was about uh, the D23 uh, special event that's happening at Walt Disney World, which is entitled Destina- Destination D Attraction Rewind. And basically, this is going to take place at the Contemporary Resort, November 22 through 23 of this year. I can't guarantee that I'm going to be able to make it, but it does involve the Adventurers Club coming back for that particular event. You know, which is something (laughs) I would have loved to have attended. Maybe they'll do it later in the future. Or maybe they'll figure out it'll be so packed that they'll think, hey, we should bring this back and put it right
1: where the Odyssey was cuz darn it Kevin that was such a great idea that I was would thinking be about awesome. that the other day that would be awesome about how wonderful that would be as a gateway into the mm-hmm. or even like in between where they have that phony africa <laughs> spot you know if they wanted to build something there but i, I
0: so yeah, love the King that and cast idea guys called the african mud hut <laughs> 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 it's like that's what it is <laughs> that's basically what it is you know straw hut and everything else uh, look you know? i i hope
1: so because it was such a great i mean you don't have that kind of um Atmospheric dining, I don't think. Odyssey is more for dining as opposed to like a. the Adventure Club was more like a club. Right, right where, right, where you had drinks. So that's what I was trying to think about putting in. That's what it was. Never mind.
0: Well, if you put it in Odyssey, I think that'd be pretty cool I, I was as a to, restaurant. Yeah. With a, a little, not really club, but like with a bar that has the same kind of theming.
1: Yeah. But I mean, that's what I meant. You don't see that kind of atmospheric bar no. kind of thing where you, you have characters that you can interact with.
0: I tell you what, that would totally blow the socks off of the Rainforest Cafe and the T Rex Restaurant. Oh, easy. Yeah. I mean, theming wise and everything, that would just be just incredible mm-hmm. to have that. You know, so Disney, if you're listening, I mean, take my idea and just go with it. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Just you know, it'd be great to bring back the Adventures Club. But, Yeah, that's coming back. For those that are go headed down, I guess it's around Thanksgiving week, man. You, you get to check it out. Um, you can find all the prices and stuff online. Ricky's got it on his website. Inside the Magic and everything else. Speaking of Ricky, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ricky followed us on our Adult Show the and another thing podcast. Ricky, uh, yeah, he he followed us with Outside the Magic. So I just want to give a shout out to Hey Ricky. You know,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Dude's thanks, gotta, thanks
0: for doing it, man. It's pretty killer.
1: I, I love that Ricky has a dark side.
0: I right? know he follows that and he follows. He's big on the Kingdom Cast, a mm-hmm. uh, group uh, Facebook group, and everything. So. Um, it, that's pretty Kelly, you know, hey, go ahead, Ricky, man, mad respect for you, brother. Well, his haunted house set
1: up really. I mean, when I saw how he had that arranged, it really inspired what I did yeah. for Halloween.
0: It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. This thing, but it's, it's, it's always lovely to see when he posts it up and we're not that far away from it either. Um, I guess, the uh, one of the, the last new segments I'm gonna get to is, uh, this is from, uh, one of our new Twitter followers and our new Disney buddies on Twitter. Uh, um, her name is Ad genie Blue 114 on Twitter. If you want to follow her, but anyway, she posted. A, she has a blog called The Princess Papers, and you can find it at www.theprincesspapersblog.blogspot.com. Okay, I'll post a link in our in, in our Facebook group. I, I do it on our show notes and stuff and everything else, but. If I happen to get our website up, then I'll start putting all this stuff up because there's a lot of stuff that we reference. But anyway, uh, she did a whole article about uh, the uh, Relay American Cancer Society's Relay for Life that's taking place this weekend uh, down in Celebration, Florida. Um, this is a two-part event uh, where they have volunteers that have organized a Relay for Life in Celebration, Florida this Friday starting the 4th and the 5th. Um, and what's unique about this is that all the entertainment – 15 entertainment – not all, but I guess 15 entertainment designers um, – Oh, actually, this was a preliminary fundraiser. I'm sorry. Let me back it up. As a preliminary fundraiser for this event, um, on March 7th, 15 entertainment designers from Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, Busch Garden, SeaWorld, and more came together – for the fifth annual Entertainment Designers Forum fundraiser to benefit the American Cancer Society Relay for Life, which is actually pretty cool. And she goes in and she posts a lot of pictures of the different entertainers and the kind of bit of their backgrounds. You can check it out on her website. It's actually the last article that she had posted on there. So uh, if you go there now, uh, www.theprincesspapersblog.blogspot.com, you'll be able to see it and check out all the entertainers from the, the, magic, um, the magic down there in Orlando that took place Uh, with everything you know and she's got pictures of herself and everything else Um, so anyway she did a great job with that it's something really really cool to know if you happen to be down there if you're any one of our listeners down in Florida yeah man definitely take care Uh, go attend this thing Um, this is a a Friday April 4th is the start date for this Relay for Life walk slash run so you don't have to run you can walk so I would totally be down with the walking (laughs) you know Um, this year's theme is called once upon a time there was a disease called cancer uh all the booths will be fairy tale themed, uh, according to the March issue of the Celebration News. Uh so if you want to register, you go to www.relayforlife.org, or you can contact Don McGue. Mag- uh I, I would almost say McGay, I'm not too sure, but M-A-G-U-E. McGee Magu? cont- McGue, yeah, I guess so. McGue, yeah. yeah. So Don McGue at area code 407-460-9024. And, yeah, I'll have the show up by then. So it'll be up on the starting day. So hopefully if you're down there, check it out, man. uh, It starts 6 p.m., 4 to 5, uh, Lakeside Park and Celebration, Florida. They'll have an opening ceremony on the 4th, and then they'll have the Survivor Lap at 6 o'clock, and the Caretaker Lap at 6 o'clock, the Luminary Ceremony of Remembrance at 9 p.m. for those who have lost their life to cancer, the Fight Back Ceremony is to be determined. But, anyway, this just looks like a, a pretty killer thing to experience And I think it's pretty, I just wanted to report, uh, you know, uh, that those entertainment designers took part in that to help raise money for this. Very, 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 very good cause, you know. And kudos to Jeannie for putting that up on her blog. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Jeannie. If I'm not, you know, just shoot me a tweet or record me your name and send it to me so I'm accurate. But (laughs) anyway, nice to meet you on Twitter and thank you for posting that on your blog. All right, this next thing I want to point out, uh, I... Through the magic of Twitter, and I'm really enjoying this Twitter thing. Uh, I met Beth, uh, Beth Blanchard, and she runs MouseAid.org, um, which is an actually a website based out of uh, Baton Rouge. I mean, she's from New Orleans, and she moved. She lives in Baton Rouge right now, and hopefully, we're gonna start a rapport with her and everything else, and get her on the show one day. And everything. she's definitely local. Always like to try to uh, promote the local Disney people in in our area, all the way from like Houston to the Gulf Coast and stuff like that. Everybody around here. Um, but anyway, she has mouseaid.org. And this deals with um, um, special needs visitors to Walt Disney World and everything else uh, of all different types. So, you know, she, she has a thing on autism, Asperger's, all that kind of thing. She has articles on uh, di- various disabilities and everything, chronic illnesses, griefs and loss, parenting at Disney. All She has a great website. And you can find it at www.mouse-aid.com, not underscore, dash aid.com. And you can pull up her website. She has tons of information, articles and stuff. And she, her last article, she's, uh, they're now affiliated with the official ticket center. I don't know what the official ticket center is, but I'm going to look that up just out of curiosity. It looks like you can buy tickets from them. They're an earmarked ticket person. I'm just looking at the banner on their website. Uh, but anyway, yeah, if, if you have if you're in that particular situation, or you want just want to learn more about it, um, I'm hoping to, we're, we're hoping to definitely establish a report to her, because we'd like to report more on those particular situations. We've been talking about traveling to the world with our little ones, and mm-hmm. babies, and infants, and everything else like that. And you know, of course, those are definitely special needs. Um, and then there's other special needs that we want to make sure that you know every disney fan gets a chance to have their hands on so i really want to kind of bring that more into the forefront as well so uh beth hopefully you're listening again and and uh, i'll definitely reply to your email and everything else and we'll definitely establish a rapport and hopefully we'll get more reports about traveling to the world and maybe it could be like a, maybe a monthly segment or something where she comes in and talks about what's happening you know because it would be interesting to see how all the um, like the, the the new DAC cards, you know, disability access cards and all right. that kind of stuff. I forget what the name of it is now. Um, uh, affect everything else, you know. So it'd be nice to get that point of view because that's definitely a special part of the population that definitely deserves a voice, if anything else. So very nice to meet you, Beth. And so uh, we'll be in touch. And hopefully you guys on our Magic R-Way fanship will get to hear more from Beth in the near future. All right, and the last thing, the very, very last thing. I know I might have said the last thing was our last thing, but this is, uh, honest to God, the really last thing on our news segment. Man, uh, another shout-out to at Moo. You can follow him on Twitter. Um, if you remember, he was our very first uh, trip report from our listeners uh, he's down there in the Florida area, in Central Florida. But he's anyway, he's our
1: official field correspondent.
0: Yeah, man, Sean, we're, we're, we we want to make you our official field correspondent down there in the world. Since you're down there, man, so if if you're interested, man, let us know, and we'll we'll hook that up. Definitely, we we'll get because he's
1: down there living the dream. I mean, we gotta we gotta be here, yeah, reporting on
0: the dream. He's. Neck deep into the dream. He's neck deep in the dream, which is awesome. You know, get all up in that. But anyway, I tweeted him something, a message. You know, uh, I, got, I saw a rumor or something that Diz Dining, actually. Diz Dining is actually a pretty cool website. They post mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So they posted something about FastPass Plus and the changes that are happening, and um, whether uh, and they're supposed to incorporate park hopping stuff. But anyway, so uh, I guess I should pull it up. But uh, Fish on Woo, I asked him about it. He went to go check it out, and he definitely confirmed it. You know, uh, The next stage of the whole FastPass Plus experience, of course, you probably already heard that it's going to go to the off-site visitors, to the parks. And also park hopping is going to be in the very, very near future. So he confirmed that. And, you know.
1: And Sean also said that uh, it is confirmed that FastPass Plus will allow additional Fast Pass selections after you use your three and park hopping is an option. And I, I think I read that online as well uh, after Sean uh let us know about it. And I think that uh, it said like after the original three, it becomes like the old fast pass system where then you can book one more and you go one at a time. It's not like you book all three again. I think you just go one. And then when you use that in that time period, then you can book the next one and so forth and so on.
0: I guess we look forward to more details to come. So, Sean, if you got some more information on that, man, we'd love to report it on you. If you want to record another field report, by all means, go for it. And if anybody else is down there that wants to record their own field report, we'll feature you on the show, man. Do a little something on your phone. If you got a smartphone, pretty much everybody, almost everybody's got a smartphone you can find some way to record like whether it's the voice memo thing on the android or on the iphone and just it doesn't have to be long it could be like a little 10 minute it could be short as 5 minutes man we'll make your you'll have your own trip report you can tell all your friends hey i'm on the show and i got my own segment you know i'm just, <laughs> i'll probably do a little introduction just to introduce who you are and that's pretty much it you know i'll step back out of the way and let you talk um, so anyway yeah Sean, thanks for confirming that for us man and so yeah park hopping man it could be fun it could be very could almost be a game trader in a way that you deal with the fast Pass Pluses, but I guess we'll experience that, if not, on our next podcast trip through you guys as we hear more from um, the people in the parks. All right, let's head on to the Hub. One,
2: five,
0: XI, a thousand, K. What's that
1: all have in common? That is the same kind of ambiguous intro that
0: you do when you start off the show. I know. I felt the need to do <laughs> it for this segment because um, it's all about numbers, gang. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. that may be, I got all choked up again. But anyway, yeah, this whole hub segment is all about numbers. We stumbled upon a bunch of articles that have lists. You know, the top ten this, the top seven that, the the six things of that. So I figure we got three things that we're going to discuss here, you know, from different various sources and everything else that we found interesting. So we want to kind of bring that to the limelight. Um, And no doubt some of you guys may have seen it. If not, we'll post it on our Facebook and everything else. But this is from cracked.com. This first list. And this is entitled, The Six Things Nobody Tells You About Working at Disney World. And some of y'all may, this has been going around Facebook, some of y'all may have seen it. I haven't really seen it as much. I stumbled upon it once and might have been gone. But I definitely want to uh, talk about this. But anyway, number six, Epcot is full of drunks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, on every major holiday, people are shocked, shocked that the parks are crowded. Uh the worst job in this world is the Magic Kingdom Toll Plaza on Christmas Day. People have driven from Ontario to do the Magic Kingdom at ten a m but oops, we hit capacity at nine a m and there's no more room in the parking lot, but the option is left what option is left for these people but Epcot you know okay uh so he goes on to say you know uh, usually they'll go there and you know there's a lot of drinking going on to str- relieve the stress of the days and everything else. And so there's a there that you know this is a whole article. I'm just kind of gonna briefly summarize it and everything else. But yeah, there's a lot of drunks in Epcot. Um, so when you're in you know, you, when you're presented with it and you've had a long day, long drive, you know, of course you want to unwind a little bit. And what a better place than to do it? But your only resort option, which would be Epcot, where you can grab a drink wherever you want to go. I was
1: gonna say, but I mean, I don't know that that's so much of a surprise. Now maybe he says full of drunks. I don't know if I'd, I'd use the phrasing full of drunks, but it's not really that big of a surprise that. I mean, because drinking around the world is a thing. It's, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: not something that we're like only a select few. I know have. some podcasters are reported, like you know, like youngins, like like college age guys that mm-hmm. go down there and just get silly. You oh. know, yeah. I haven't been, I haven't, I haven't been down there in in a while or at a time where I would experience that. Usually, I guess it happens late at night. Um, usually, with my kid, I'm, I'm usually back at the hotel like early in the evening. I, yeah. I, don't, I barely close parks anymore, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's full of drunks at some point in time. You know?
1: I've, I've gone down there uh, many times, closed that many a park. I, I've never seen it. Usually, the drunks that they're talking about is us. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: probably so. I mean, we know drunks. We're we're this is a podcast out of New Orleans. I mean, we see drunks yeah. often, I and mean, we we know what they look like and what they. They're, they're usually harmless. Yeah, I mean, we can handle our liquor. I mean, when you, when you, I hear drunks,
1: I, I hear like drunks sound like a negative kind of like somebody just starting fights back
0: there. Well, or... you know, there's some parts of the world that do that. You know, I mean, it's 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 a different little. I think it's a little different culture here. You know, um, you know, drinking is no problem. It's accepted. Everybody kind of does it. Everybody has a good time. Um, like when we win the Super Bowl, there was no overturned cars. You know? <laughs> you know, and, and there's other places where drinking's not you know, you gotta drink after a certain time. Uh-huh. Oh, it's before noon. I can't drink. <laughs> you know, here it's like, well, you want a milk punch for breakfast? Sure. Let's mm. go. Have at it. Oh, it's 4 a.m.? Mm. Eh, I feel like a drink. Why not? Yeah. it will put me back to sleep. Other places is a little bit more restricted, I guess. So, mm. you know, when they get to drinking, I mean, they just got to let out all their emotion. And a lot of them end up being like angry drunks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so maybe yeah, it could be. I mean, I don't know. We, we live in a, a unique culture here in New Orleans to where it's like, you know, drinking, eh, no big deal, whatever. Yeah, but no, everybody just kind of has a good time, and everybody's kind of relaxed with it. You know, it's just part of the of what our what we are. You know, I mean, yeah. we're drinking right now. We're, we're doing the podcast. Well,
1: we're very friendly drunks, and from the standpoint that when <laughs>
0: when you drink down here,
1: I mean, and, and anyone who's been to the quarter, uh, been on Bourbon Street during Mardi Gras understands that. Um,
0: a lot of silliness comes from the Turks, yes. though. I'll tell you what. But the locals, you know, you come out in Metairie. Yeah, we're all drinking, but we're all having a good time. No, yeah, but
1: yeah. I'm talking about, like, what happens on Bourbon Street during oh, Mardi Gras yeah. Yeah. when people are drinking. You, you won't see that going on in, in Epcot.
0: Yeah, you definitely won't see it in Port Orleans, either, even though they do have the balconies. They like do? The, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they got, they got the simulated Spanish uh, wrought iron railings and stuff, so <laughs> it's suitable for said activities that happen during Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, so that's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, uh, let's see, number five, the costumes are hell. And I can imagine that. Uh, you know, yeah. He goes into a description about all that, about, you know, the costumes and the degree heat. I mean, you could definitely tell that. Th- thus far, this is, okay, maybe some people don't know it, but it's not something I don't think I've, I haven't surmised before. right? And she also goes to say that the, the wig from Megara, from uh, uh, Hercules... Is ex- pretty extreme uh, for the strain on her necks, and she's got the long ponytail. She's the, she's the, the girl that uh, is kind of evil. Uh, here's a picture. Here's the face. She's a face character. Okay, yeah. But yeah. apparently, it's a big heavy wig. And you know, some some girls have been hospitalized because of the strain on their necks when they have to carry that sucker around. When did she write this article in two thousand seven? I don't know. I don't <laughs> I mean, know. I haven't seen her uh, around in the parks. And God. Now speaking of weird. Okay, this is a funny one. Okay, number four. Visitors want to molest the costume. Okay, okay. I can believe that. Yeah, I guess I can believe that, too.
1: You it's know, kinda,
2: I, I think I'm right.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. be, because, I mean, I, I, I've read this. Do uh, you, like,
0: you remember? Um, Are they just trying to break him out of character? Is that is that what the goal is with that?
1: Well, wasn't there one thing like Tigger where Tigger, like, apparently punched some kid? Yeah, yeah. And would, what the story can, ended up coming out was that... He had his hand on tickets back, looking for like the zipper and in the in yeah. the or, or or whatever it took to undo the costume. And I guess people are just trying to figure out how those things work. Mm-hmm. So I I guess I can kind of see that a bit, but yeah. um, yeah, that's just getting silly. But
0: why on, I mean, come on. Is it the come drunks on. in Epcot? It could be the drunks <laughs> in Epcot. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. You know? I mean, I, I shoot. Anyway, moving on. Number three. People pretend to be disabled to skip in line. We've I've had, heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that too. We, we've, you've seen it. We, yeah. They've had whole articles on that, so mm-hmm. that's definitely a given. You know? that's, that's, yeah, we, we knew that, yeah. and that, that went down pretty bad. Um, parents straight-up abandon kids. I've seen this. I've heard of this. Wow. Yeah, like if you have a kid that's of age or whatever, you know, of course you're in the happiest place on earth, and with that they think you know, it's the safest place on earth, you know? So, what they do is, you know, the parents just drop them off, you know, and, and the Disney Park ends up being kind of like a babysitter. Yeah,
1: you know, I can see getting lulled into a false sense of security because it, you do feel it's safe, but it's also the most crowded place in the, in the right. world. And yeah, adults lose each other very quickly and yes. easily there. So, yes. wow. I mean, I don't... That I don't, does surprise me a
0: bit. I, I would not do that. What are you doing there if
1: not, you know, in you're with their child if you're not enjoying the park through the eyes right. of your
0: child? Right. I mean, I don't... You know, uh, it w- like one argument you could say, okay, well, maybe they drop them off at the parks and mom and dad actually spend some alone time in like a, a restaurant or something. But even still, you know, that's almost like dropping your kid off at the mall. I mean, granted, when I was younger, my parents did that. And that was fine. Me and my friend, we roamed the shops. Mm-hmm. We played in the arcade when there was video arcades, which is totally fine. We went to go yeah. see a movie. You know, we spent like hours and hours in a mall. And that's mm-hmm. fine. It's the exact same thing. Little different climate now. I don't. I don't see too many people doing that as much. Maybe I'm wrong. I yeah, but wrong. how
1: old were you when your mom and dad were doing that?
0: I was probably like eighth grade. Eighth grade. Ninth okay. Grade. Well, yeah. I the, was old I enough to handle that.
1: See, yeah. I don't think that that's a been like. I don't know what what age group he's talking about here. Yeah. Or she's it. talking about here. I'll but I consult the article. But yeah. yeah. Anything like above. Know, sixth grade I would say that you're, you're fine
0: yeah yeah I'd say so I every mean, they seem old enough to take care of themselves
1: as long as they know not to go with straight I mean it's right. young 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 kids that I would consider to be abandoned people who don't know what to do yeah, right. when they get separated but I mean if you, if you got a child that's old enough to know okay nine o'clock meet me back at blah 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 right then sure. Yeah,
0: that could be fine. I mean and it happens in, in like band trips and stuff too. You know, I remember when I was in grade school we had band trips. We had once a time once during the day in the midday we had to um, report in to uh, our, our our chaperone and everything else to make sure that everything was safe. You know, we had that was this thing. But anyway, so there's that. And the last thing, number one, it says despite everything, the employees are true believers. True, I guess true believers in the magic and everything else.
1: You know, again, that's something I would I would believe. I mean, yeah. why why would you go to work? I mean, that is such a um, that's a job that in order to have that, you really do have to buy into Disney. I mean, yeah, right. you, you can't be somebody who doesn't like people and go work at Disney. Yeah,
0: you gotta be part of the magic, irregardless, You know, you're you're creating. You're basically creating the magic that people like us. The podcasters and Disney fanverse enjoy. So I mean, you're part of it. So yeah, you gotta like that thing. You know, hopefully you do. Um, I would think they do. And you know, I run into, you know, I hate to see somebody that just completely hates their job. I'm sure they don't really last long if they do. All right. So anyway, um, your list, man. You got a list happening. What, what you got going on over there? All right. What I've got
1: here is ten things that are free in Disney World. Ooh. Okay. Ten see. things you don't normally get anything free in Disney World, but. These are uh, these are freebies.
0: Oh. Yeah, some people might recognize this, but depending on how old of a Disney fan you are, you know what this is, Danny? I do. Do you really? I do. <laughs> oh wow! What is it? It's time to take a
1: magical journey.
0: Magic journeys, yeah. The old 3D attraction prior to E Captain EO and the Journey into Imagination. Into, mm-hmm. imagine, into your imagination. Difference. Anyway, from the 80s. Big I digress again. So, Danny, your list.
1: Well, what I've got here is, a, you know, now this list, is, list of 10 things that are free, this list is going to seem kind of like the last list. It's going to seem like something to where um, guys like us are going to be like, well, we make it our business to know about Disney. So, uh, yeah, obviously. But here are 10 things. All okay. right. The first thing is free. Ice water yes. yes I've heard of this Ice water is free You can walk into any counter service restaurant And just ask for ice water And they will give you a free ice water cup Ice cubes Water inside of
0: it You know what's funny about that? Uh, um, I was listening to WW Today Which is one of my favorite podcasts And they're, they're actually, they actually had Lou on, And mm-hmm. he was talking about his new book The um, Ways to Save Money Anyway um, So Len Tessa actually mentioned this He said did you know and I, didn't, I didn't know this You know how they had the combos and stuff? Yes. You can just order the sandwich. Like, if you want just a hamburger, no apples, no french fries, no drink, you can just order the sandwich. I've never
1: tried to, but but uh, apparently I would have imagined that to have been
0: true. So if you're not that hungry, you can order just the sandwich, and you can get yourself a cup of water, and that's pretty much it. Hmm. You know? You know, I'm on a diet now, so that's probably all I need. I don't need all the extra stuff anymore. Like I used to want to get. But apparently that's a really nifty trick. You know, I, they did a whole show about saving money and Len brought this up. And I was like, that's a great idea. I'm going to have to try. We're going to have to try that next time. Oh, well, if this go is a whole
1: show about saving money, let's see how many of our ideas they got to. All right. Go for it. So you get the ice water. Ice which, water, yeah. Much better than going to a, a fountain. Yes. So, a Sorcerer of the kingdom. um <laughs> Keys of King or, the, or. <laughs> Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom cards.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are free. Yeah, those are free. So
1: when you get them to go play the game, you don't have to turn them in. You get to keep them. The game's free too. Yeah, and a lot of people collect the cards.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah,
1: so uh, I'm sure people are selling them on eBay as we speak. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're free to get, and you can make a profit if you happen to get a rare one. If you space.
0: really wanted to. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, art class. That's free
0: art class now where would art class be kevin that'd be in the studios right that, that is right the yeah. animation academy at the studio how to draw a character whether yeah. it be like mickey or pluto or somebody like that classes are held
1: approximately every half hour and last about 20 minutes oh cool it's led by a disney animator and you'll learn to draw some of disney's most famous animated faces oh, sweet! so that's that's free
0: that's free have okay. you ever done one of those no, no, neither
1: have I no, but I do love the Animation Academy because I, I love what it used to be
0: I'll need to I think my kid I mean in that Disneyland app that we have hmm and my kid loves drawing the Mickey heads and stuff You know nice. she always likes following the lines and everything else but anyway. Okay, now this is probably the most
1: obvious item that's for free. Can you guess what it is? It would be Ice station cool or something like that club cool right there the international sodas
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. All the soda tasting at the – it's Club Cool now, right? I I believe it is Club Cool. Yeah, it's not not whatever the other one was.
1: So you can have all the international soda you would like. I don't
0: know why you would want it, but you can have it. I I mean, there's some people that just really love their Coke or their sodas. That's all they drink.
1: I can't can't do that. All right. Next up, chocolate.
2: Chocolate? You can get
1: free chocolate if you're willing to get on a bus – Travel down to downtown Disney and stop at Giardelli's Girid- uh, You get a sample.
2: So the, samples.
0: Samples of the little lady that stands up front. There you go. Ah, uh, yeah. You
1: free gotta chocolate. work for it a bit, but you do get your free chocolate.
0: Hey, yeah, you know, in your wild down downtown I like downtown Disney, especially the marketplace, the old area. You know, I'm I'm ready for the, the other area to open just to see if I'd like it just as so much. But you know, every time I pass by Ghirardelli's I just get drawn in. I gotta get some coffee and chocolate everybody good stuff <laughs> you know so number 6 on the list number 6
1: grown ups night out grown ups night out grown ups night out now what could that refer to
0: grown ups night out does this have anything to do with the babysitting service disney no um, that they charge for that no i nah, can't be that
1: it's it's not that but if Grown-ups you can get a babysitter you can attend this happens nightly
0: grown ups night out uh,
2: if you're staying
1: at um, If you're staying around the ep- huh? no. Contemporary? No, 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 no You're staying around the Epcot area The Epcot area That whole resort loop over there with the Yacht and Beach oh, Club Oh, the Boardwalk? Yeah, the Boardwalk There's the Atlantic uh, Dance Hall
0: Oh, okay, uh-huh.
1: really? Nightly from 9 to 1.45 in the morning You can go over there and dance your little heart at. It. Hmm. Totally free Oh, that's cool, I didn't know yeah. that I had no idea uh, they say uh,
0: you have to start buying you have to buy your drinks but uh, that's okay no cover That's pretty sad no kidding that's pretty cool you know I usually go there for the the welcome home Wednesday things when they have that for the DVC guys but um, I'm glad to know that's a real dance hall mm-hmm. I wonder if they have a real band and everything else I'll be curious to find that out but anyway I'm sorry go ahead now this
1: here in particular I I don't know that this is true okay but if this is true this is totally awesome okay Several of the deluxe properties, including the Boardwalk Inn and the Wilderness Lodge, offer resort tours several days a week. All right. These tours are free of charge and open to any Disney guests, not just those staying at that respective resort. So if you and I were staying at Art of Animation, we uh-huh. want to go get a, a, a resort tour of the Polynesian, we can go ahead and do that. Really? Yes. Uh, most tours are a little under an hour. Take place in the morning. You contact the front desk for the information. I've never heard of this. before. I've never heard of that before either. So this is useful advice if you would want to go ahead and, and, and do such a thing. I'd love to take a tour of the Contemporary. How so yeah. much history there? Polynesian, same thing, Grand Floridian. Um, I mean, we will have to do that Animal the next Kingdom Lodge trip. Yeah, absolutely. So anybody can do this. So yeah, that's what they're saying. You don't even have to stay there. You can just call up over there and say you want to get a resort tour. What mornings are you offering it? This is a totally new thing to me. I've never heard of this before. That could be interesting. So that in of itself makes this list worth it because I'm, i this is a now in the back of my mind.
0: Right. So you know we have this. to do that for our next podcast trip, yeah. or get our man on the uh, man in the field, Sean, there to uh, oh. research that
1: for us. Yes, Sean. If you if you have some free time, some spare time, and you're willing to see whether or not this is true, uh, a resort tour of any of the 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 mainstays, the, the contemporary Polynesian or the uh, or the Grand Floridian, or even the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I think those are four uh, hotels Does it say how you set that up?
0: Do you have to go to concierge, or do you have to make
1: reservations? Yes, it says contact the front desk of your desired resort for
0: more, ins- for more information. For more information. Interesting. I can't speak today. So, Sean, yeah. In fact, I, be, I was tweeting with Sean while we were recording, and he, yeah, we told him about our idea of making him the man in the field, and he's all up for it. So, man, yeah, let's do it. You know, he's the dude local. So if you want to, Sean, that's your first assignment should you choose to accept it. <laughs> this podcast will explode upon the, the finishing this sentence. But anyway.
1: I mean, I suppose we could call up right now and find out when the next one's offered. But, yeah. Uh,
0: Resort tour. Resort tour. Sean, we we like to get you involved. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, if you want, if you happen to be down there, if you got some time, man, check it out. And we'd love to hear it. And this could be definitely something that a lot of our listeners could take advantage of. I mean, that could be, I'd love to take a tour of some of that stuff. You know, I'd would love to have an official field correspondent. Can can, can we get like like a? We can get him we, a shirt. Do we? Get <laughs> a nice little college shirt. Can we
1: design him a shirt and stuff and, and see if he accepts the position?
0: Yeah, we could, we can figure that out. All right. Yeah, we can figure that out. We have a man in the field. All right, number eight, so celebration. Me, <laughs> oh, go ahead. I was about to say that Lee's our travel agent. So. <laughs> Lee's our. <laughs> we're getting, man, we're growing a little family here, man. Yeah,
1: we're actually having emails to read and respond to. I know we do. You've been asking for this. Now be, be careful what you wish for it. Because now you're having trouble keeping
0: up. Yeah, I just have to just keep doing it, man. I'll keep plugging away. All right, so, number eight, celebration buttons. Oh, yeah, like for I mean, like your, birthday, your anniversary, birthday, anniversary, first trip. Yeah, yeah. That's, there you go. They give those to you for yeah. free. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Not 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 a whole lot to that one, but... I yeah. know those are fun because they usually cool. yield some amount of magic, so that's kind of a cool thing. That's cool. Yeah. All right, number nine. I've actually experienced these.
0: Campfire and movies. Yeah, th- would this be at... Um, Oh, I can believe that. Yeah, because at the beach club they do movies on the beach. Well, they do movies on they do movies at in the Grand
1: Floridian. They do movies at. Oh, really? The Bo- I mean, yeah, they they have like a screen everywhere, that they yeah. set up and they'll they'll oh, show movies. Th- I can't
0: vouch for everywhere, but I know it was at the Grand Floridian. I'm 99 percent sure it was at the boardwalk. I, I know it's definitely at the beach club. They mm-hmm. do that right there in the sand. It's kind of neat. They hang up a little screen between trees or whatever.
1: Yeah, as far the as far as the uh, campfire thing, like I know at boardwalk we actually
0: roasted marshmallows with Lily. Really.
1: Yes, they actually, they brought the, if you get out there at the exact right time, get the stick, you get the marshmallows, you get the roast marshmallows.
0: Oh, I think you do that Animal Kingdom Lodge Yeah. They got a fire pit. No. Yeah, I've never seen that happen, but yeah. That's cool. That'd be a neat little experience.
1: Yeah, it says several resorts offer a nightly campfire and marshmallow roast. While marshmallow packs were once a costly yeah. investment in campfires, they've been given as part of the campfire experience. The last several times we've slided up to the pit. S'more cool. kits seem to be the thing of the past now, but you're free to pick up a couple of graham, and ch- graham crackers and chocolate bars to add to the fun. S'more yeah. kits are a thing of the past? Yeah, I don't remember us getting a s'more
0: kit. I just remember us getting a marshmallow. And I love s'mores. So apparently they used to make s'mores and they've cut back. Wow. So you know what you should do? You go to the downtown Disney to Ghirardale, get your free chocolate, <laughs> go grab your marshmallow, roast it, and, make so- and find a way to get some graham crackers. Or you could just buy them at the gift shop. You know, I was going to say, you were, you were so committed to doing a
1: whole big yeah. free thing, and then you lost it with that. final that's shop thing. thing.
0: Uh, I mean, if, so, if there's some place where you can get a free shortbread or like a graham cracker, then maybe so. Maybe, maybe you get a graham cracker on the flight that you take. <laughs> uh, I think the plane that we took gave, gave us free graham crackers.
1: Yeah, because uh, marshmallow uh, and chocolate doesn't go well with peanuts. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, we only do that. But anyway, all right. And finally, number 10, more campfire fun. More campfire, f- more yeah. campfire, fun? more campfire fun. Because yeah. you can head over to Fort Wilderness, okay, and you can join in on the campy fun with your favorite chipmunks at Chip and Dale's Campfire Sing Along. Where's this? This is over at Fort Wilderness. Oh, okay. They do a campfire sing along, and uh, I've seen pictures of this. I've never actually attended or, or or known anybody that that attends. We'll
0: have to make that a reality next time. But
1: uh, let's see. da da. Bring your own s'more supplies. <laughs> Apparently, still you can't get s'mores. Yep. Uh, for a truly free experience or purchase a kit at the snack bar. Oh, so you can purchase your own kit. After the sing-along, bid the boys farewell and stay for a movie. Ben- benches are provided, but feel free to tote your own lawn chairs. Probably only part of your gear is wor- I- I- if you're staying at Fort Wilderness or blankets to enjoy the show. So, yeah, so you can go ahead and I think they kind of wedged this one. This could have easily fit under number nine. Yeah, it's should. hard to find
0: ten free things, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. kind of is. But I, I, I found 10 lost things. 10 lost things? Yeah. In fact, that's our last list on this particular segment. Oh, well, then go. Go. Yeah, this thing is called the 10 Lost Walt Disney World Attractions that we miss the most. And this is something off of Theme Park Tourists, which is a website and uh, another Twitter friend that we've met. Uh, and they have this blog. And, and they posted this last particular list. Actually, do you know what this is from, Dana? I can't really hear it.
2: One of my favorite things in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I know what this is. This is a um, parade. Yes. Which parade is this?
1: Spectrum magic.
0: Spectrum magic, God yeah. Just said <laughs> I started playing that because that's one of my favorite lost attractions. I love Spectrum Magic. I love that parade. Yeah, it it's, it's, it's that was it's a cool one. That music makes me happy and the floats were just unique at the time, you know. Following it's just I missed it. That would be on my list. But anyway, this is a list from themeparktourists.com. You can check that website out, it's a very good website. And they have a mobile version as well. It's very, very good. Um, but I'll go ahead and I'll just kind of read the ones that they list, and we'll kind of comment on them. The first number ten, and they're going backwards, of course, is the Skyway in the Magic Kingdom. Yes, that's yeah, one I of like, my favorites. Yeah, I like the Skyway. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's some people that argue, you know, yeah, it's bad show. You get to see the tops of the buildings, but no, it's not. That didn't really bother me. Never, never once bother. did I
1: see the, the tops of the buildings and been like, ah, this is ruins the magic for me. No, it, it's offered such a. Different perspective.
0: Oh, especially when the, the 20,000 leagues under the sea was around? Yeah. I love getting that sky view mm-hmm. of, the, of looking down at the lagoon and just checking out the little subs going and everything else. I thought that was just the coolest thing. Absolutely. And, and most people want a little peek behind the curtain That's every right. once in a while. And this is what I used to do. <laughs> when we get by the lagoon, I don't know if you did this. I was going to say, did you pitch quarters? <laughs> I <was> like, sure? <laughs> I pitched coins all over <laughs> that sucker, man. I wanted to see if I could make it all the way into the lagoon. <laughs> and i knocked that sucker off. And of course, you're part of the reason they closed it. I bet. probably am, man, because they also used to have a little fountain or water thing right by the station. I guess the one in Tomorrowland and I'd try to pitch some pennies in there and stuff and everything else. I made the lagoon, so my aim was perfect.
2: So, I mean, I wasn't,
0: (laughs) you know, I did fine. I don't know what these other people did, but my favorite part was the uniqueness of the Walt Disney World Skyway where Mm -hmm. they had, it was one of the few Skyway uh, things like the cable car things that had a 90 degree turn. Remember that? Like when you just before, when you got around the lagoon area, it would take that 90 degree turn headed towards Fantasyland. Or I, if you're going the other way, it would do the exact same thing. I know the
1: route, but I don't remember there being a 90 degree turn, but it is. I don't know if it was so 90 long. degrees,
0: but it was a definite sharp turn. Okay. And it was one of the few cable cars uh, or attractions that did that. And they designed that. Imagineers did, did that, came up with that system. Because there always that one part. And the part that always got me nervous on the Skyway is like when you go over the rollers that move the. Yeah, start bounce. It's like, oh. You know, I don't want to fall. But then that one was really extreme because you had the metal clanking and everything else. And so you had you uh, uh, you had, you had that little turn. But that, I thought that was just such a unique thing uh, specific to Walt Disney World. Because the one in Disneyland didn't do that. So anyway. Um, but the one, one in Disneyland went through the Matterhorn. That was pretty uh, that cool. That was pretty cool. I'll give him that. Yeah, I'll give him props for that. That was actually pretty neat. Um, uh, so, okay. The next one on the list, number nine, is the Monster Sound Show. Uh, in Disney Hollywood or MGM back then, you know, you remember? Do you remember the Monster Sound Show? I do, I do. They would put all these strange sound effects to things. Yeah, and then sometimes you, the, they pull a couple of audience members mm-hmm. up and they do the sound effects. Chevy Chase was involved in all that kind of business, and I thought I, I thought it was cool.
1: Yeah, I thought it was cool too. I can't necessarily say I missed it, but wow.
0: yeah, I don't pick they miss it. I mean, it's no big. I, mean, I thought it was a neat little thing. It when added to
1: the experience of, of thinking that
0: you were at a Hollywood... At a the, the, real Hollywood studio. Working studio, yeah. Yes. I I absolutely... Remember. I missed that theming. <laughs> yes, yes. And that was later replaced by Sounds Dangerous. It actually, there's a really good article mm-hmm. ThemeParkTourist.com put out. Um, snow, number eight is Snow White's Scary Adventures in Magic Kingdom.
1: Uh, you know, it, it, I don't know about that one. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I did enjoy the ride, but it's one of those things where... You know how can I miss you if you haven't gone away? I don't know. If it's been gone that long for me right. to, to for me to be longing for it just yet. But um, but yeah, I can see that being included. Yeah,
0: I can see that being included too. I mean, I'll, that was a, that was a unique little attraction where you're sitting in mine cars and you follow the little track and everything else. It was cool. It was you to, just thus far, <laughs> three of my three of my things that I miss would all be from Pleasure Island.
1: All <laughs> oh, right, yeah. right.
0: Um. All right, so this one, actually, I do miss. This is number seven. This is the Kitchen Cabaret. Oh, God, yes. Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. Yeah. <laughs> veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. I remember the first time we went back when we,
1: when I discovered it was gone, back before the age of the internet. Um, food rocks? Yeah. <laughs> and you yes! stumbled upon food rocks? I stumbled upon food rocks. I'm like, no, this oh, is man. not right. I kept waiting at any point in time. I'm like, at some point in time, this is going to go away, and there's going to be a cooler version of this. Yes. Because I remember from when I was a kid, and uh, I just had such a fond memory. You used to have the magnets of the different characters. Oh, really? That oh, that's
0: cool. Fr- oh, yeah. I like I like that. I like the, the comedy, the vaudeville comedy act between eggs and ham. I thought that was mm-hmm. clever. You know, all the the songs and stuff. The veggie veggie, fruit fruit. How can you remember that? I forget course. that with the the celery stalk that would raise its head and the glasses flipped up and mm-hmm. said cha cha cha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's a that was in the land actually. So that's when you just have to like thank God for YouTube. Yeah, YouTube great. It helps me relive all these kind of things. And the Kitchen Cabaret, the Crockpots, the yes. k- Kitchen Cabaret band. You know, the mayonnaise played the drums. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh-huh. I and, like mayonnaise. Yeah.
1: And then they had the, the broccoli with the, the sunglasses on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Okay, so continuing on the list. This is number six. This is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And I do miss that attraction. But I'm thankful that it's still at Disneyland. Exactly. It, you know, this one's kind of one of those ones where I remember
1: riding it. And then I remember riding it again um, when yep. we were at Disneyland, and just appreciating the fact that it's it's still at least it's still in existence.
0: It's still in existence. So it, I mean, it's lost its convenience factor to us Walt Disney World fans, but it hasn't lost uh, it, uh, out of the country completely. Yeah, and,
1: and quite frankly, when you ride that second time around, you kind of realize, okay, it,
0: as a kid, I overblown
1: I overblown what it was in my mind. Yeah, but it's still it's one of those things where you get so much space back there i just can't imagine why they just need to do a, do away with something right it's such a, a favorite
0: you know my favorite part of that ride was was the train tracks where you get hit by the train and you go to i thought yeah and you go yeah. and you go and you go you know um down below. stuff down below and i thought that was such the the most amazing effect ever mm-hmm. and i remember getting stuck in it once we got stuck and the train kept on hitting us, you know, and, I, and uh, that's when I realized, like, oh, it's just a light on a track moving <laughs> forward. That is the coolest thing, you know? The little optical effects. Yeah, the little optical effects, and the little bumpy to bump mm-hmm. that you take uh, because to simulate that you were riding on the train tracks and everything. I thought that was the coolest thing. But anyway, moving on, this is number five, the Wonders of Life Pavilion in Epcot.
1: I don't miss that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm okay. I miss the
1: idea of, of, of there being the other pavilion that had stuff going on, but I hated Body Wars
0: yeah I didn't mind body wars it made me queasy I liked all the different little attractions that they had in the wonders of life cranium command cranium command um, general knowledge all the little rides and activities they had little pedal bikes where it's like you, the faster you pedal the faster you pedal through the parks mm-hmm. video of the health food counters that they have and everything else I thought that was kind of neat you know you can get like a, a salad alfalfa sprouts all that kind of business you
1: know, I was just—I was looking at some of this kitchen cabaret stuff, and I don't know if I ever told you about this, but did I tell you that if you go on the backstage tour, yeah, you get to meet Bonnie Appetite. Are you serious? Yes, you do. Oh, you get to work her animatronic figure, like still? Yes. Well, I—I I can't testify for it. It's been like over the last five or six years since we've done it, but when we did it, yes, you could.
0: Oh, nice. We'll have to check that out. We'll have to do a tour in our next podcast thing. Yeah. Because uh, I've never been on a tour, and so, you know, whenever we do these things, I always like to do things I never get, have, no. never have done.
1: Unlike the supposed uh, resort tours, these cost money, though.
0: Yeah, that's okay. You okay. know, just to meet Bonnie Appetit, sure, why yeah. not. All right. Maybe cool. Sorry about that. All cool. right, so next is the Living Seas at Epcot. Okay. Yes. Yeah? The original Living Seas, you know? I do remember
1: Seabase C- uh, Alpha.
0: Seabase yeah. Alpha. And we talked about this at length on a previous show about Seabase mm-hmm. Alpha and the Deluge in the pre-show and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, It's just, uh, that's just a great ride. That was and I like, you know you know the sign, when they had like the waves crashing against the sign and everything else, I thought that was a really, really cool effect. Do you remember that? When I mean, you walk up and you see the Living Sea sign and the rocks, and this is the sign. And then every now and then you'd have waves crashing every so yeah. often, and, like it was splashing up against the rocks and stuff. They don't still do that with the seagulls? I don't know, I don't remember, they might. But I'm so distracted by the mine, mine, mine that I forget, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: you just hang around long enough to see the mine, mine, mine. I can't remember how the waves crash on it. You know what? I like the way. It was, maybe there was two jets on the old one. Yeah, maybe they don't crash like they used to. Um, I mean, there was, I
0: Yeah, there was one that came from one side and then the other one came from the other. So it looked like waves were actually cra- crashing and stuff. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, number three is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah
1: i do miss that one and, and and i have a feeling that if i was to ride it today i'd be like eh, well not as great as as i uh as because I, I do remember riding it when i was a kid and being like right you're waiting for all this cool stuff to happen that didn't quite happen yeah because i guess the technology at the time just couldn't catch up to the idea of, of what it needed to be right like watching nemo now i'm just you know blown away by that I can see where looking at some things out, Yeah, I, you know, I remember seeing the, the one thing I do remember th- seeing and, and thinking it was kind of cool was seeing the guys underwater, uh, the, the, the crew from the Nautilus underwater in their, in right. their diving suits. Yeah, I do remember cool. seeing that and thinking it was cool. But like, I remember somebody had to tell me we got attacked by a squid because I didn't remember it. I'm like, when did that happen? I, I didn't get
0: attacked <laughs> by a squid. Yeah. So I missed the attraction. Mm-hmm. Here's what I don't miss. The wait for the attraction. Oh God, yeah! Because it was such a slow-loading attraction. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wait and the line. This it was switchbacks too, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know the music was cool, but man, it was like oh, it was one of the longest things. Other than the Grand Prix Raceway, it was one of the longest attractions to wait for when I when I was little. I used to dread yeah. having it because my parents we do uh, you know we, we do uh, commando style touring of the parks. You know we go we I saw everything in one day. In the magic, we got there. I guess it was close to rope drop, and we didn't leave till like the fireworks at night. And whenever we get to that part, and we work clockwise, when we get to like twenty thousand leagues, oh my goodness, dude! I was just like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> and then same thing for Grand Prix Raceway. Okay, here we go. Okay, we're going up the steps. Okay, yeah, we're kind of making it across. Nay, hey, we're going down the steps. All mm-hmm. right, we made it to the counter. The, the, the lady that's gonna tell us which lane to go in. It's like, <laughs> oh but those are the two longest. That's what I yeah. don't miss. I do miss the attraction, but I don't miss that
2: part of it.
0: And those, those that
1: Grand Prix raceway, raceway, I mean, those go-karts were so slow. Yes,
0: they were so slow. I mean, you know, when I was little, I didn't really re- realize it then, but you know, the weight was so slow. Mm-hmm. You, know, that, you know, I used to love crashing the people, even if it says not to. I just did it anyway. Uh, anyway, number two on the list, and we can both agree we missed this, Journey into Imagination. yes. Absolutely freaking yes. We missed the original Journey to Imagination ride uh, that used to be in Epcot when Epcot first opened and everything else. Um, what else can I say about that? I missed the whole thing. Yeah. I missed that whole attraction. I missed the uh, the image works upstairs. That pavilion has become irrelevant now because, because it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you ready for the number one? I'm trying to guess what the number one would be. What, what do you think is the, the thing that's missing the most? Missing the most.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, you haven't even gotten into, okay. for me, maybe the Adventurers Club, but I think it's got to be the Horizons or World of Motion.
0: You know what's messed up? Neither of those made it into the list. You know. Into I, this list. I was wondering when we were getting to that, but um, wow. Okay. Uh, In fact, sh- I was going to talk about that, but anyway, their, their number one is Disney's River Country, the original water park of Disney World.
1: You know, yeah, maybe, because, I mean, the idea of of having a a water park that really kind of overlooked the contemporary and the Magic Kingdom is kind of cool, but... If you've been to Typhoon Lagoon and you've been to Blizzard Beach, I'm such suitable replacements, and not to have to worry about that dirty river water right. and getting bacterial
0: infections. Is the other is, do either one of those have that snorkeling with the animal kind of thing, the fishes and stuff? Yeah, oh, Typhoon Country? Lagoon Typhoon Lagoon, Okay, no,
1: no, 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 no. they never had that at, at uh, they never had that at River Country. Yeah, they, they had the uh, old watering hole. They had like parasites and bacteria where people were getting sick. Yeah, no, at River Country, like I mean, um. Typhoon Lagoon Typhoon Lagoon yeah. I'm sorry yeah you put on the snorkeling and you go and you swim with sharks and like little yeah. baby sharks
0: and fishes and stuff oh it's it's cool yeah so anyway that's their list that's theme park tourists list you know? wow whether you agree with it or not you know that's, that's what they put out I of course already voiced my opinion I miss Spectra Magic mm-hmm. um, it's obvious I miss Horizons I don't know you miss Horizons too I thought it was a great ride. Yeah. I like the original World of Motion. I, yeah. I enjoy the original World I think I mentioned this on previous shows.
1: I'll tell you what else I missed and that didn't make the list that, <laughs> I, that? I I strongly feel should have been on there was El Rio de Tiempo.
0: Oh, yeah. You and I talk about it all the time. Oh, love that ride. Yeah. Love that ride. Here's one thing I do miss that's not attraction-based. Hmm. I miss the detailed guide maps. Yeah. Do you, do you remember this? I, I, I wanted to find you, one for the show so I could show you and, I, 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 you know... This goes back to the 80s with Epcot mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom, but uh, there were Uber. There were booklets, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, remember you telling me about there it. There were I d- literally booklets.
1: I, li- I don't remember it, but. Um when you, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it because what you described
2: sounds yeah. familiar to me.
0: I have them. I have them somewhere, and I just got to unpack my boxes. We just moved, so everything is still everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there were literally books with full descriptions of every attraction. It wasn't this, this little couple of sentence or couple of word thing that they have in the maps now. This was like a full-on, this is the background of the attraction. This is mm-hmm. what you, you do, expect. This is the story behind it. I mean, it was awesome. It was almost like the the Imagineering books that they have in the bookstore and stuff. Yeah, telling tells you, but it like, like a summary of it. It was like a Cliff Notes of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that's that's what I miss. And they had that for I guess it was only Magic Kingdom and Epcot. They had, they had it for those two parks. I guess when they added the other two parks online, it just got too expensive to make that. But man, I enjoyed. I mean, I mean, we didn't have smartphones or anything else back then. I mean, those that are listening that are of my age, you know, your late 30s, or early 40s, mm-hmm. remember this day. I mean, the booklets, I mean, reading that while you're going back and forth in the switchbacks of the queue was just awesome. I'd read those booklets over and over again, you know. And the funny thing, story about that is I used to take my tape recorder and I'd pretend like I'd be reading out the guidebooks. <laughs> I don't know who I was reading out to. I you were remember. podcasting. I was, I was, that's my precursor to podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'd li- I would mean, if I can ever find those tapes, I'd have to play it, and we'll have to do a commentary show just on listening to the tapes. But oh, if I find it, man, it was, it's, it's, it's incredible. I read it, you know, cover to cover, and I had it recorded on tape. And I think part of the reason why I read it is like when I go on uh, road trips and stuff with my parents, because we used to mm-hmm. do these two-week-long road trips, uh, I could stick it in my Walkman, my Sony mm-hmm. Walkman, and I could play it back to myself. Because mm-hmm. I usually get sick reading in the car. So I just listen to myself reading the guidebook and just, like, imagining everything that was mm-hmm. Disney. You know so that's that's one of the main things I miss is the detailed guide maps yeah
1: you know? those are cool you know uh, just attraction based sticking with that for a second sure go to the studios um, the the original uh, animation um what you call it I can't remember what the, what the attraction itself was called, but uh, where you would walk through and you'd see the previews of the coming attraction like the where you'd actually watch the animators at work making the cartoons. Yeah, what yeah. was it called? Um, um, I'm blanking on it.
0: Where was it? It was at a. It's Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios and uh, the other one was
1: the, the original backstage tour that yes. you took. I mean, that used to be really cool when you right. w- when it actually there was actually like a bat.
0: You talk about when we go through the sound stages and stuff. You, well, that that was like a separate kind of thing. Right. Yeah, that was part. I'm of I'm talking
1: tour. about when like you know like okay come come look at uh like at, by the time that we went in particular that I remember they were making uh, hunchback I believe and you got to walk through and see them oh making- yeah you had the
0: different stations and stuff yeah that was part of the, that was part of the backstage tour I forgot what they called it where you got to see this is where the animator starts inking the thing and then they yeah. really do the cells and they do the... the and audio. Robin Williams was the one narrating Yeah, it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You you go, like every time he tell you to move on, he tell you to move on to yeah. the next window. You go to the next window. Mm-hmm. The ink and paint department. Right. Like, yeah, I totally remember that. That was terrific. Yeah. You know, and then it ended with that movie printed with the Walter Cronkite thing. Didn't yeah. It? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
1: and, yeah. and I yeah. believe before that there was like something as well. I'm trying to remember what it was before that. There was like a little... um, Get it like... In oh, the hell. in the before, I, I don't remember. I, I think what it was like. You saw um, as you were going through, you would see like car, like um, what do you call it? Where they, where they, like uh, character sculpture kind of thing. Where like you know, like how when oh, they, they, they animate, make the models, yeah, they stuff? make the models yeah. There you go, character models. That's yeah. what it is, and that's what the animators use for reference. You would see that from the previous film, yeah, which I thought was really cool. Yep, yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. That, that I totally agree with that. that. Well, that whole backstage tour thing, I'm yeah. miss. You know, I thought that was really, 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 really neat. Because, I mean, you know, none of the parks in Florida, like even Universal Florida doesn't really do the whole um, uh, movie set thing mm-hmm. as much. I mean, it's more like a theme park. And then, the, of course, Hollywood Studios is not doing that anymore as much. You know, you probably have like a very small snippet. But, yeah, I do agree. I do miss that as well. <laughs> All right, gang, as before, every week that we decide to record, I send out a tweet and I also post a message on Facebook. If you have any questions or anything that you want us to address on this week's show, to send it to us. And this week we got one, of course, from Lee, um, from Jimmy, uh, from uh, Lee, or maybe, and uh, Lee, if you're listening, maybe our official... Travel agent for the uh, Magic Our Way podcast. But sure. anyway, We'll see. We'll t- we, 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 I mean, since we're pitching Sean to be our man in the field. We while we're be- doing official titles. Yeah, yeah, while we're doing official titles, we might as well get our, our travel. I mean, every show's got their own travel agency, so we might as well you know, try to get our get our own. And since Lee's been one of our biggest fans, you know, and Lee's got his own little thing, man, let's do it. You know, Lee, we'll talk. Uh, your people will call my people. And I don't really have that many people, so it'll be probably just me. <laughs> anyway, I digress. He sent us our question for this evening, and it says... Um, do you use a travel agent? If so, what do they do that you can't uh, or slash don't like to do yourself? Advantages or disadvantages to using the service? So travel agent. Um, I've used a travel Have you used a, like a, a travel agent or yes. anything to book Disney trips? Have you? Yes. Do you remember who you've used or... Just, a, Not just a, off the top of my head, was no. it a, like a Disney earmark travel agent, or was it just like a regular travel agent you find? No, noticed? it was a Disney
1: earmark travel agent. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember the name of them.
0: Well, I remember that. i I used well, I used um, um, uh, Mouse Fan Travel, of course, Mickey mm-hmm. Mankin's business, because uh, they're they're one of the first um, travel agents that I've discovered on my like when when I first started listening to Disney podcasts. I mean, I always heard their name, so I decided to give them a shot. And, of course, the travel agent that was assigned to me is Charlotte Manglass, and so she's helped me on a, a couple of uh, uh, trips and stuff and everything else, and it was, it was a lot of fun. I decided to give it a shot. I didn't really have to plan much. Um, the advantage of the thing is that the travel agent has access to discounts and stuff that maybe I don't have time to search for I'm not privy yeah. to or not knowledgeable of. Be Our Guest Travel was the one I was saying. Oh, thinking. Be Our Guest Travel? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Be Our Guest Travel. Who is that? I, I, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I've used Mouse Fan Travel, and, you know, it was it was good. They, I, I told them this is what I wanted, and that they got everything all set up. You know, I booked, like, a, a universal stay and everything else, and so that was kind of neat. I didn't really have to do the, the foothold. And, you know, what I'm mostly use them for is, like, you know, friends and I would take big summer trips to Disney World every few so often every few years, and... Instead of doing all the different configurations for rooms, I would just say, look, this is what our, my group's comprised of. Mm-hmm. We need rooms for each particular thing. So that made that part of trip planning for me easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, uh, uh, ADRs, very simple. It's like, look, I need an ADR on this day. Yeah. Or I probably should do something for my birthday or, like, for Valentine's on this day. And, and she would say, all right, this is what you got. Boom, boom, boom. It's like, all right, give me that. And she would book it, send me the confirmation number. I was done. I didn't really have to do it and search for it on my own because, you know, sometimes, and this happens with the podcast, I get really, really busy Mm -hmm. where I barely have time to do anything. So that's one of the, the one couple of the things that I enjoyed using a travel agent. Now, that's not to say I still love doing it myself, but granted, there's still some price points and things that I'm not, uh, I'm not too knowledgeable of. Like the pin code things, I've yet to get a pin code, or if I've seen get got a pin code, I have no idea where to find a pin code, you know? Those pin code discounts. So and that, that, that's that been my experience with a travel agent. So, I mean, I, that's what I'd use them for. Uh, what What about yourself with uh, Be Our Guest?
1: You know, and I'm, I'm trying to remember if Be Our Guest was the one that we used the very first time we did it, but I can, because I know we've done this more than once, but I can tell you the very first travel agent is single handedly responsible for us not staying. Anywhere other than deluxe resorts ever since, because I mean, the very first time she put us in the um, the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh, really? And that wasn't even on our radar. We were hoping to stay at the moderate, and she was able to get us a price over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, the, and it was just such a spectacular um, experience that we've never wanted to go back. Once once we did it, once once she kind of put us there, yeah. We never we never went back to go and stay at moderate or or. Um, uh, value, which now you and I, after having seen what they're doing, especially with an Art of Animation, right. we're actually talking about now regressing a bit and going back to staying at that value, but without a travel agent to really kind of you know, because we didn't know about you know getting deals or, right, or when right. the times were to go travel. I mean, because that's when a travel agent is of most like once you've been doing it for as long as we've we've done it, mm-hmm. you you kind of get a sense of when the deals comes out, where to look for the deals. You have no idea about. Moderate season, value season. Right. Uh, what's the third? I'm forgetting. Uh, moderate, uh, value moderate value and moderate
0: value and a high, high, uh, freaking busy season. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that was. Way freaking busy season. Yeah, yeah Moderate value and way freaking busy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. We had no knowledge of that. We didn't know um, you know how right now. I mean, also you s- you see the promotions all the time on TV as well now, where they're running the um. You know, get All the promotions, off. yeah. yeah. You see it on the websites. I can't go to a website without them telling me right now that I can get 30% off of a Disney accommodations. Yeah, here's the um. thing with
0: a travel agent, though. They can take those discounts and put it onto your particular trip. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, if, if I would be able to do that. I- I like to travel because they take away a lot of the footwork. I'd have yes. to do on my own. It makes it kind of easy, especially when you're dealing with a big group. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, you know I'm DVC, so I don't have to do as much. You mm-hmm. know, I, I deal with the DVC people, and it's pretty easy. But you know, the times when I, I do cash trips and stuff, it just makes it easier on my end to uh, d- uh, to do uh, travel agencies. Use travel agents, especially now that I've discovered the world of earmarked travel agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it's just incredible. You know, it's just, it's 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 a nice little resource to have when. Your time is limited, mm-hmm. you know. Dealing with everything else, um, let me let me. I'm looking at this question here to see to make sure that kind of uh, see what what do they do that you can't. And I would to like to put that? it to Lee to
1: tell us, you know, like because especially us right now, like when yeah. you when you're first booking, you need a travel agent. There's right. no question about it. You'd be you'd be silly not to explore them because there's so much about Disney that you need to know. Yeah. That's why they print books. Like yeah, twenty a year, you know, from twenty different sources sa- yeah. telling you what the secrets are and how to survive it. And yeah. travel agents are great for having that general knowledge to help you out with all that. But I'd like Lee to tell me, you know, because I'm trying to think of it right now, as um, you know, somebody who's been there quite a, quite a lot. Uh, you know, aside from the convenience of being able to have someone to go ahead and book it for you, so you don't have to worry about the trouble, um, w- what what else can a travel agent do for us? Like, for having been there so, right. so many times and knowing all the little things about when you should book and and oh, where that'd you be should, great. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to know a little bit about it because I've kind of gotten away from the habit. Yeah, uh, from the practice, I should say, as as we've gotten more in depth. In in our research and right. our appreciation of how to do this, it, we got we totally got away from it, and I, it's kind of something I'd like to do again. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. But to be quite honest, my my family, I get there's people in my family who trip out on doing this stuff for us that that, that want to be the ones to book it, that want to look it up, want to price it out, want to do all the. They stuff like the hunt. They do. Yeah, they like the hunt. And my sister is is the person
0: I'm I'm speaking of in that. And that's actually popped in my head because I remember you on a previous yes. show you said that she enjoyed doing all that kind of stuff.
1: Yes, because when it comes, to, and I think she, if she wanted to quit her job and, and and be a travel agent, she'd probably do a good job of it, at it because like she can go work to with Lee. Yeah, <laughs> when when I go to uh, Disney, I appreciate the history, the architecture, yeah. the art, the anime I mean, all that. That's what I appreciate. Yeah. What, what she appreciates is getting the deals and getting in this and yeah. making sure you, you see that and, and knowing that this allows you to get in there two hours in advance. or so whatever it is, she knows all that stuff, and that's the stuff that she really kind of gets off on. So. I mean, i
0: got to admit, there's a pretty cool high when, like, you know, I'll call DVC and say, all right, what's available in this week? And they say Bay Lake Tower is available. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> all right, book us there. Let's do it. There's something really cool about finding, like, Oh, that's available not? yes. Put me in there. Let's yes. do it, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's an excellent question, Danny. Lee, if you're you know, I'm sure you're listening, man. I hope you're a Hawaii trip. Yeah, let us know, man. Absolutely. Let us know what you think. And if just if And just, I did shoot him over like a question for Alani as well, right? Yeah, yeah. We okay. tried, I got his question to Alani, so we'll hear from him when he gets back. And that today was the day that he was, he was doing all that. Uh, but just to let you, the listeners know, if, you, if you're if you looking for a Disney travel agent, uh, Lee, uh, our listener Lee, uh, Just a Dream Away Travel, you can find him on Facebook and get all the contact information. I'll post that on there on our Facebook so you can kind of follow us. And, uh, yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, if you have any thoughts upon that, I'll give you the contact information in just a second. All right, Danny, so we know what that music means. We're eating sushi. We're eating sushi, <laughs> and we're using the bathroom and everything and just relaxing because we got to move on to other things. But anyway, that means that's the end of our show, gang. Maybe that's a little too much information. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the only thing I'm thinking about right now. Is food and everything else. Uh, but anyway, yeah, if, if you want to, I'll do this real short, you know, because I'm sure everybody's listening to the show has heard it. If you want to get into touch with us, email us at, magic our way at gmail.com. Again, that is magic our way at gmail.com. Uh We read all our emails, you know, both Danny and I will catch them. Uh, we'll reply to them as soon as we can. Beth, I, I still got to reply to you, but, uh, you know, I got a long email, so I want to take some time to really sit there and, and email you so we can hook, get that um, uh, rapport going. Also, too, you can follow us on Facebook, like our page on Facebook, and like our page on, uh, not like our page, I guess, follow Follow our tweets. Yeah, Yeah. follow us on Twitter and everything else. You know, I've been hanging around on Twitter, enjoying that whole thing, meeting all of you. Uh, It's just, it's been a lot of fun, you know, to meet a lot of more more people in the fanverse and discovering all the things they contribute, like the blogs and the podcasts and. I met some other travel agents and stuff, anything, you know, and stuff. Um, So that's been really fun. Find us on Twitter, at Magic Our Way. Facebook, look for us, Magic Our Way Podcast. Uh, Also, too, you can listen to our show on Stitcher. You know, download us on Stitcher or iTunes and everything else. You know, if you like our show, leave us a review uh, uh, um, and, and a rating. You know, that helps with the search engines and stuff. So when people are looking for Disney podcast, our show pops up amongst the elite, you know, like uh, Ricky's show, you know, Inside the Magic and Kingdom Cast Guys and and Disney Diz After Dark and all that kind of business. So, yeah, if you like it, just helps us out. You know, we thank you very much. And we don't ask for money, but that's all we ask is for a good rating. Right 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 so anyway uh, did i forget anything i think that's pretty much it now i just want to tell the listeners that uh if, if you're listening
1: and you know kevin loves this new twitter thing uh monday is kevin's birthday
0: oh yeah there you go yeah yeah you can make, wish me a birthday on Twitter.
1: make sure to go ahead and tweet him tell him happy birthday give him lots of love on twitter that's
0: right and nine times out of ten on the magic our way twitter it's me uh doing all the tweeting and stuff because I'm I'm kind of hooked. It's kind of fun. Yeah,
1: I'll, you know, I, I had to delete the
0: Twitter account. Yeah, it was just going nuts <laughs> on your end. Yeah, it
1: was going nuts on my end at inappropriate times. But that's that's how that's how active Kevin has it on Twitter.
0: Yeah, it's so. pretty. Neat. So I try to hit it like once or twice a week and everything else to catch up with everything. So uh, I, I guarantee we'll give the our Disney fans a voice through our show. However you want to do it through a vocal podcast or you want us to read your emails. Or I uh, will even interact with you through our twi- uh, tweets, twits, twits. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, that's our show. You know how to get in touch with us. If, if you've forgotten, just rewind the show just a couple of seconds and we'll give you, I'll give you that whole spiel again, just like I delivered it. Uh, but anyway, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic
2: out.